2: Welcome in to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Ethan Skolnick. Make sure to check out all of the properties and platforms in our network. A new three yards per carry is going up in the morning, so make sure you check that out. That is the number one podcast on the Dolphins and the NFL. Five Rings Kane's also going to post this week. we got the new Light Skinned Opinions, which both of the gentlemen who will be on with me today uh, welcomed me in for last week, so that's still out there right now. And also, FiveReasonsSports.com, F-I-V-E. Reasonsports.com where you can find links to our podcast and also all the new stories. We've got Josh Howitz has got a piece about how you fix the Dolphins roster on Madden to reflect the current team. These are not stories I would have commissioned about a month ago, but nobody has shit to do right now. So that's basically uh, the types of stories that we're writing. So check that out so you can pass time. We've also got a bunch of new sponsors, and before I get to one of the new sponsors who I really appreciate. Just want to mention, we slash rates on on advertising here. So we're at about one-third of what we were prior to the shutdown because we want to develop relationships with local businesses and help you survive as we survive. So reach out to me. Um, I actually added five new businesses today, which is the most we've ever added on the network. And so you're going to hear them on 3 Yards Per Carry and on 5 on the floor going forward. So just check out 5 Reasons Sports Twitter, and uh, you can DM me there or go to FiveReasonsSports at gmail.com. You can get me there as well. One of those new sponsors, actually somebody I've known a long time, Alan Levin, and he runs Smarty Pants Marketing, which is a South Florida-based digital marketing agency. Most marketing companies are going to be quick to sell you a tool or a specific marketing service because they don't know how to help you build a strategy. At Smarty Pants Marketing, the goal is to develop a complete marketing strategy for every aspect of the customer's buying journey. They've got a 90-day growth accelerator program, which will set your business apart from your competition, increase your sales, and provide you a marketing strategy that guarantees growth. To find out more, visit www.smartypantsmarketing. There's a Z in there, SmartyPants, with a Z, Marketing.com, or call 954-406-7160. I'm going to give the number again, 954-LOCAL. 406-7160 406-7160 or email at Allen A-L-L-E-N at SmartyPants with a Z Marketing.com. And now today's episode.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alfons Sydney, aka Al 954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: All right, Ethan Skolnick back here, and no Alex Toledo today. Check out the last episode that I just did with Alex yesterday, and that actually has done quite well today, so I do think that uh, you guys certainly want content, and we got into the five things that would be our biggest regrets if the heat season does not resume. want to look at this a little bit differently. We've got Alphonse Sidney with me today. You can find him at ALF954, but then we've also got the producer of Light Skin Opinions, Parish Thompson, is this is this your first appearance on the podcast? I, Maddox has been on here. Is this the first time you've been on Five on the Floor? Uh, I think so. This might be. I'm going to listen to you more than you listen to me on LSO. I'm going to I'm going I'm going to tune in this time. <laughs> Alf, he wasn't responding at all, so I'm, I'm going to stay plugged in uh, to you. Everything you say here. In fact, I'll just ignore Alf. Uh, so here's what we're going to do today. I wanna look, we want <laughs> well, right, to look. Right, we want to look. Right, we want to look big picture, which is how things are going to change. Okay. Now we don't know when the NBA is coming back. I saw woes today is reporting. They want to come back in June. I feel like this date keeps getting moved back uh, and it's going to keep getting moved back. And I don't know that there's going to be a season at all, but let's again, assume that the NBA will play basketball eventually. Okay. At some point with fans, without fans, June, July, August, September, January. I don't know. They're going to play basketball. Want to look at how this is, how this shutdown is going to affect three different constituencies here. Okay. One is the NBA itself, two is the Miami Heat, and three are the fans. So let's start with the NBA. Alf, do you think that this is going to provide an opportunity for wholesale change in the NBA? In other words, if you know, Adam Silver is the most creative by far of all the commissioners, okay? I mean, he, did, he wanted to start a play-in tournament and all kinds of other stuff, okay? What they did with the All-Star game this year – I feel like they're itching to change the schedule. They have been for a while. They keep moving it around. They moved it up. Do you think we're going to see wholesale change where maybe the NBA just doesn't take place at the time of year it used to? Or maybe they just do things differently than they have?
3: I do, actually. I think it's an, an, it's an opportunity to stop competing with the NFL in October and November because actually it's just stupid. Because we all know nobody – really. we pay attention to the NBA – First week of the season, but most people don't pay attention to the NBA until Christmas. So if they can use this as an opportunity to stop competing with the NFL, uh, October, November, December are the like, peak months of NFL. So if they can start at in at Christmas, they're not going to shorten the season, which which to me is a is a mistake. They don't want to lose the revenue, but at least if they started in like let's say mid December, December tenth ramped up a little bit, got people comfortable. And then, you know, the big, really big day is Christmas. They can go into an 82-game season, just finish later into the summer. I think this idea that the summer months are just no good anymore, I think that's an antiquated idea. People can watch from, you know, just because you go on vacation doesn't mean you can't watch the NBA anymore. You can watch on your phone, you can watch on your laptop, you can watch anywhere. So I, I think that where it's headed is, the season's gonna start later. It's gonna go further into the summer. Own the summer, right? Because baseball's dying. We're almost dead. Why don't you take some of those baseball months from baseball and and just and 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 not be as competitive with the NFL anymore? Is that, that
2: upsets Parish. I know that particular say. But is there one change, Parish, you would like to see them make that you think maybe now they they would feel free to make?
4: It doesn't. It doesn't so much upset me, and I'm. I'm. I was honed in on that episode, by the way, uh, Ethan. I want you to know. I was. I Do you was remember honed. anything I said? I was, name one.
2: Name one. Name one thing I said other than other said. than Trump and his daughter. Name one thing.
4: Bail out the real estate market, which I agreed with you on. So oh, you got to go back and listen to that episode. Anyway, I didn't say put- bail <laughs> out the
2: real estate
3: market. I, you said you
4: said I, they shouldn't bail out the real estate market.
2: Thank which
3: you, I, which
4: it. I don't agree with. I don't agree that they they should. The government should not bail out the real estate market. But that's a different. Listen to yes. the light opinions. Uh, right. Um,
3: by the way, that is the uh, biggest downloaded episode of Light Opinions ever.
2: See, look at that. You brought in the white guy. Look <laughs>
3: that's I mean. it. That's all we needed. And a quarantine, that's all we needed. Why got a
2: quarantine? What did did they call it? I gentrified the whole thing. What did I do to that? What did I do to the episode? (laughs)
4: You gentrified it. (laughs) You gentrified the show. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, to answer your question. Yes, uh, you're on
2: this show now. So go go ahead.
4: I do think it's a prime opportunity for the NBA to change up uh, a lot of things, and I think they are going to take this opportunity to change up as much as they can without making the sport look too different. Like I, I, I believe I heard on um, it was a, a one of the ESPN uh, venues they they were experimenting or at least thinking about uh, maybe doing the tournament for I- entertainment purposes uh, just to try out. So I mean that they're they're already trying to dip their toe into this this uh, mid-season tournament that Adam Silver had presented earlier in the year. Um, so I think they're going to take this opportunity to uh, experiment and, and do as much change as possible. I, I, I do agree with Al. I don't think they should shorten the season. Even though I don't think it's going to be, I, I do think I do think they are going to shorten the season. I think they're going to shorten it maybe ten games. I don't think it's going to be eighty-two anymore. I think they're going to take this opportunity to shorten the season, not by a whole lot, but I do think they will. They will do. See, that
2: Parrish, also. I don't think there's any way they will for the reason Al said. I just uh, the revenue. To, the, nobody. The, the the other thing to consider at this point, and we talked about this. Alex and I were talking about this on the last episode is that they're going to lose revenue from this season like a lot of it like either 30 this to 40 season. percent no but that's what i'm saying so but if, if they, they can are not going to cut can, future seasons because they're already behind the eight ball here like the salary cap is going to go down the uh, the luxury tax ceiling is going to go down. You
4: don't, you don't think if they can figure out some way to get this tournament within, you know, somehow just figure out some way how to get this tournament. So you're Should saying
2: they- the, tournament, the tournament, and so maybe go 70 something games, but play the tournament. Play I, the yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, conceivable. I I, I just think they're always loath. I mean, we've seen with baseball. We you know we talk about what's happened to baseball, and they won't cut from 162. Now the reason for that. Is baseball is tied to these antiquated traditions and to their stats, and even though the numbers don't records. mean anything anymore, records, the NBA doesn't care. The NBA doesn't care about counting stats, right? Like they don't. Everything in the NBA is averages, so it changes Listen, the way that you look at it. After what,
3: after what happened to Duncan Robinson this season, I don't care about. Uh, yeah, he didn't get that three-point thing. Yeah, <laughs> records yeah. anymore.
2: Well, no, but nobody, nobody really pays attention. I mean, the only one wrong. that matters. Well, wow. he was Robinson, yes. Uh, the only one that matters <laughs> is is Kareem, right? Like that's that's the one record anybody knows yeah. that's an actual accounting stat. Everything. Like, nobody does anybody know what Michael Jordan averaged in his NBA career
4: in points or in what
2: points? Like, do you, I know it's it's like thirty-one and point six or something? Something. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my but, head. See, but to your point though, I
4: think all sports are kind of taking that NFL motto now, where it's like, you know what, everybody's replaceable, so we can only hold these standards so high. So, like, let's let's do something new. Like, I think I think now's the time. Like, when when records are kind of they, they've always been in a slow decline, especially in mm-hmm. baseball specifically, meaning less and less and less, just because it's so much history. But but now I think it's the perfect time to like wipe out you know record book. This was the before uh, coronavirus time and now after it's like after. the three-point
3: line like before pre-three-point line yeah. NBA and post three-point line NBA. this parish is absolutely right this is the time to just play with everything yeah like you have you you really have carte blanche and you could just blame everything on coronavirus like maybe a playing uh playing game for the eighth seed something like that like baseball has done but they they were
2: looking at that alpha I mean it wasn't just a playing game they were looking at what was it 7 versus 10 and and 8 versus 9 to figure out who gets in there so i mean they've he's looked at some of these things where, like i said he'll he's willing to change anything yeah like, they were
4: looking at getting rid of conferences right just making it just well, one through 16 well one,
2: one, one through 16 like i said they could come back with a totally clean slate on a lot of this stuff. All right, I want to pivot, though, to the heat. And, you know, to me, and I know this is complicated because, you know, all of us, I mean, I, I didn't turn on the television for the first time in weeks because I didn't want to see what the stock market did, and then it was down another 600. It goes down, uh, it accelerates whenever Trump is on television. It just sh- shoots through the, through the floor. Sorry, that was from <laughs> light-skinned opinions. Um, but, uh, but I didn't want to check today. But the reality is, look, we know what's happening to Carnival. And you know what? I mean, the cruise line industry is is hurt by this more than any other industry. Just about. I mean, cruises and airlines is essentially hotels to a certain degree, but really, cru- cruises, and airlines. And it is Mickey Arison. It is the Arison's business. I mean, that's how they made, That's how his father, you know, Ted, made his money. Uh, you know, is 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 in that this particular business. And so, uh, I think we have to seriously look at this, guys. Like how this is going to affect the Miami Heat. Like, I, I, like Mickey obviously was a multi-multi-billionaire, okay? He's, he's, he's not one of the bottom 15 owners in terms of wealth. He was up there near the top. But at the same time, like, he's got employees he's got to take care of. And he has a business that, who knows, based on whatever the balance sheet looks like, could get bought out by another cruise company. Maybe he doesn't have control of it anymore. Maybe it's not the revenue source. What would – I'll go to you first on this, uh, Parrish – The Miami Heat without the Arisons. I'm not saying that's going to happen, okay? But – and it seems unthinkable considering how long they've all been here. But if there's a situation where this gets really bad and he's got to sell, how does that change the fabric of this market?
4: I think a lot. This this would actually be a, a question that on our show, uh, Light Skin Opinions, we would defer to Alphonse as he is kind of our, our heat correspondent, because I don't I don't really know how much um how much of, of the Arisons uh, carnival money is, I mean, I know it's obviously tied to the, the Heat money, but like how much, like if, if Carnival just goes under or, you know, if he has to sell, like you said, like how much of that is really going to affect? I don't know what percentage of, you know, the money is tied up, but I assume it, w- it would look different, you know, a different owner. Uh, you know, the history, all, all three championships have uh, been won under uh, Mickey Harrison, right? So, I mean, I Yeah, assume- well,
2: well, Mickey made the decision to get Pat. I mean, that's essentially, right. I mean, Mickey, Mickey So, all right, so let's defer to our Heat president slash correspondent. Can you? I mean, since you've been a Heat fan, like you said, you, you were a Riley fan first, which is why you started yeah, rooting for the Heat. I
3: came, I became a Heat fan because of Pat Riley. So, well, well people, was, but
2: people talk, people talk about Pat, but they don't remember the Lou Shaffer ownership. Okay, the Billy Cunningham regime.
3: Yeah, those
4: those years, I I wasn't even thinking about the Heat back then. I was I was claiming to be a, a Chicago Bulls fan back then. Uh, I, was, I was. Well, <laughs> so so were so a lot of people. Uh,
2: but I mean, what would it even look like, Alf? Like I, I don't even. I mean, can you I even know. imagine it's, it?
3: It's, I, I don't know. Like it's and I, I we in our chat,, uh, I've told you I was uncomfortable with this topic just because it's just so there's so many random factors that can come in. A new owner came in. Do they trust Pat Riley and let Pat Riley run run things like Mickey did, or do they decide that they you know they want to be more of a James Dolan type and want to put their hands in on everything? And probably that would be the end of Pat Riley's tenure here. And if it's the end of Pat Riley's tenure, it might be the end of Andy Ellisburg's tenure. It might be the end of Eric Spoelstra's tenure. So this is just hard to even think about because what 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 has shaped the Mickey Harrison era, era of Miami Heat basketball is Pat Riley and the trust in Riley and the trust in Riley to make the decisions that need to be made. And now there have been times, Joel Anthony... Uh, Mike Miller, where most assuredly that wasn't Pat. For the most part, they let Pat Riley have free reign of this franchise. To me, it would matter whoever came in. Do they trust Pat Riley or don't they? You got to
4: assume a new a new owner would want a new regime, though. So that's why I guess it would be.
3: Well,
2: a, a, a new owner. Well, you might not. I mean, you might. You, most of them do, Parrish. I mean, most of them do. But. A lot of times, you know, if there is stability, I just, to me, there's really two things. There's, would he ever be in a position where he was forced to sell, which is, looks a long way off right now. We don't know how they're going to get bailed off, but there's the other issue, which is if he doesn't sell, he has always, I've had conversations, I'll just say with, with the Arisons about this. They have never liked being considered a big market team. Uh, This came up during the lockout in 2011. They have not liked being called a big market team. They view Miami as a premium destination, which it is. But in terms of market size, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com, slash Miami Heat.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: TV market, etc. Miami is not a a top end market. It's not. It's not I mean, LA. It is a
3: top 10 media market.
2: It, it is, but it, they don't look at it. They will frame it as they've always framed it to me, Alf, as mid market. Okay. Not, it's not LA. It's not Chicago. It's not New York. It's not Dallas. Okay. Fort Worth area. They, they frame it as a mid-market, and I'm telling you, this was a big issue in 2011 because they kept getting lumped in with the big-market teams simply because of what they'd done to get the big three, but their thing is we're not big-market, and people would come back and say, but Mickey's one of the richest owners. Okay, and so that makes them big-market. But the reality, if he doesn't have the resources he used to have, then Miami's not going to act like a big-market franchise. That's my thing. It's not so much him being forced to sell – even with the damage that's already been done, let's just say... That this resolves itself in the next month and Carnival's got its cruise ships out there, you know, on the Great White you know, the Great Sea. Okay, whatever. So but let's just say the things stay as they are and the boats are back out there and Mickey's making money again and people actually want to book cruises, which is another question, because are people gonna wanna book cruises if they're afraid they're gonna get sick on a cruise and they can't get back? Okay.
3: Because it feels like a giant petri dish.
2: <laughs> well, that right. Okay. So uh, and, and people are getting sick on
3: cruises before coronavirus. So.
2: Right, right. And so, you know, even in, in the circumstance, the best case scenario, he's not going to have the revenue from his primary business that he had before. His primary business is not going to be worth – its stock price is not going to be for a very long time what it was before. And so I think we have to adjust to the reality, guys, that the Heat, they may not even be a mid-market team anymore But like, I guess, so that, in terms that's, of the way that they act. That would
4: be my biggest question because, yes, the Heat are a mid-market team. Um, And of course, if if the Harrison's were to lose, you know, one of their financial resources, of course, it would affect how they can operate business with the heat. But I guess how, like, how drastic would the effects be, would be my question. And that, it's not that's one of their resources. Know.
2: It is their resource. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the heat, are, the heat is not a moneymaker for them on a year-to-year basis. I mean, the, the franchise value is, but the, it's not a moneymaker on a year-to-year basis. I, I, that's, but, not,
4: I get, that's my question. The, the Heat as a business, as, a basket, as a, just a business, they, they're not profitable from year to year.
2: I mean, they would claim they're very not profitable. I've had these conversations before. They, they, whenever the Forbes numbers come out, there's a reaction from the Heat organization you know, claiming that the Forbes numbers are off. And, and not, in a, not in the way that, again, our president would say where somebody says that Trump doesn't have that much money and he says, no, I do. It's the opposite way here. It's no, we're not making as much as you think we are. Um, and so I, Carnival is their business. Like I, I mean, unless there's something else they've gotten into lately that I don't know about. That is their business. I mean, mean, can you see, I mean, as a Heat fan, like we've talked a lot about free agency, going into the luxury tax, going out and spending and getting the big name players, spending whatever it takes to keep a Pat Riley or Eric Spolster, even though they don't release the numbers on those things. Like that's my fear for a Heat fan right now is that's going to change.
3: Well, you know, the funny thing is the uh, summer of 2021 didn't require them going into the luxury tax. They've actually, the funny thing is, <laughs> they've actually set themselves up for some cost savings. It's, this summer with the trade they just made. Um, they're they're set up for some cost savings this summer. They're set up, even if they sign a Giannis or a Bradley Beal in the summer of 2021, they're set up for cost savings. Really, in the next the next two years of of, of heat fine of, of heat finances are actually set up. Pretty well for uh, an owner that is is, is cash trapped because there's a, there's there's always going to be a salary floor, but they're not going to be in the point where they have to go way into the tax to pay their guys. They, well, that's they, that's a actually, good point. That's a good they point. Put they put themselves in a really good financial position.
2: No, that's a good point. They they got themselves out of that by getting rid of some some of those contracts and and so they they did position themselves better. So
3: so and that's one of the funny things. Oh my power just went out. Uh, that's one of the funny things about the whole uh, people like, oh, they shouldn't have done the Justice Winslow trade and not necessarily next summer, but for this summer. So in the short term, they created flexibility. So they created a, They created a situation for themselves where they're in, a, they're in a better position than a lot of teams to absorb the hit. Because everybody's businesses is taking a hit. So long uh, story. Well, so
2: apparently FPLs has too, because Alf is now in the dark. We're, we're this, <laughs> <laughs> this
3: podcast? It's a it's, it, it's a stupid breaker, and like it's a long story. I can't call my apartment complex because they want me to get rid of my dog. So <laughs>
4: they want you to get rid of your dog. They want you to pay your rent, and they want to up your rent. You what? That's, right. That's some bullshit. And
2: they'll get they'll get bailed out. They'll be the first to get bailed out. And Paris, what were you gonna say before we move on to the sponsor oh, in the next I- part of the pod?
4: I was gonna say, long story short, it sounds like uh, it would be Mickey Harrison is not set up to have to sell the Heat for at least uh, quite some time, for at least a few a few more seasons. Well, you so would it sounds th- like we're you, okay.
2: You would think, again, you would think, and I, I'm not saying that there's any, there's no report here, there's no nothing. I haven't heard anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm just watching the stock. Plummet. He's taking a beat. He's taking a beating. He's taking a beat. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, seventy five percent is pretty considerable i mean that's 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 not a little for anybody all right we're gonna get to uh the 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 fans here in a second before we do though i want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network and i've got to actually have some t-shirts they sent me some shirts here and it's dutch valley farms what's dutch valley farms it's something you should probably know about now especially if you're stuck in the house for starters they're not your average cannabis grow farm they've got deep roots In the 305, they got a hometown group of doctors, CPAs, and Silicon Valley professionals who took their talents from the 305 to the 503 to make you the finest flower out there. How does Miami find its way? All the way out in Oregon, Simple, a team with a shared belief in cannabis research and erasing the stigma behind the bud. Today, the Dutch Valley Farms crew is bringing together old-school growing practices with new school tech to deliver a consistently clean, high-quality experience you can feel good about. The proof is in the plant. If you want more information, visit DutchVF. .com, that's DutchVF.com or follow me on Instagram at Dutch Valley Farms. All right. The last piece of this, we'll get to this a little quicker, is the fans. After this experience, a few things are going to happen. First, a lot of people are going to have less money, a lot less money. Mm-hmm. There are people who also, you know, had tickets that they bought on resale this year that they're not, not going to be able to do anything about. Uh, there's a whole ticket broker business that is going to get affected by this. There's also some people who are just not going to trust going out again. If they have a lot of relatives who get sick, like there's going to be people who are less less prone to want to leave their house. Okay. In general, to go spend time with 18,000 other people. Most of those people are looking
4: for a reason not to go out anyway, though.
2: Well, that is true, (laughs) but that is true. But the reality of this is this is going to make people much more insular. I think uh, much more scared. I also think we've, we've created even more divisions in this country during this period of time because of the way certain things have been handled and, and what, even what happened today in Congress on both sides. Um, I, I, is this going to change the fans in a dramatic way, Alf?
3: Yes. I know I, I'm gonna, I know me personally, I'm, gonna, I'm going to think about things differently because I think we had an episode of Lights and Opinions where we were all kind of downplaying this whole virus thing um, of course, we didn't have as much information as Congress and the president because we would have sold all our stocks. But if we did, uh, <laughs> if we did, we would have taken it a lot more seriously. But we didn't take it seriously because of what was presented to us. We were presented to us like it's a less severe case of the flu. Now, you're not going to tell me in, let's say, six months, the NBA, the NFL, all the sports leagues start up again. You're not going to tell me go into a 60,000-seat uh, stadium or a 20,000-seat arena, and you're not going to tell me, oh, everything's okay again, right? I'm going to be wary. Like I, like, it's, you know, it's funny. It's like we changed the way we lived after 9-11. To me, this is another 9-11. We still do things at airports in TSA mm-hmm. on our way to get on a flight that have changed the way that we do everything i i I sit there, I remember the one of the first flights I was on after nine eleven If you'd have never seen me i'm a six foot two hundred plus pound black man and the the the, um, the flight attendant came to me and my brother, who was on a plane who was even larger than I am, and asked us if anything happens are can you guys make sure that you help us out and That's when I realized life had changed because that would have never happened before then so this is one of those life-changing, uh, paradigm-shifting uh, situations that happens. And, yes, things are going to change. Like you're going to be a little bit more wary of being in large crowds. You're going to be wary of handshakes. Like Handshakes and hugs, it's go- that's going to change. Like you're, just not, you're not going to be as, as open <clears throat> to just sharing skin-to-skin uh, contact with other people like things are going to change like that's what i'm saying things from 911 have have irreparably changed america and this is going to be one of those things that's irreparably going to change the world
2: well and and you're going to you're going to have also i mean you're certainly going to have dispensers of uh you know cleaning stuff uh at every game those are gonna have to be at every arena uh all outside you the na- bathroom
3: listen all you nasty motherfuckers who haven't been washing your hands well that's not gonna go out sh- the bathroom that's, that's I, don't I don't think it's gonna
4: i think i do think the world's gonna change but i think overall people are gonna just get it like the virus itself i think we're just gonna come to a point where it's like all right we're just gonna accept the fact that most of us have it and um because like and, and we're just gonna kind of you know move on with all the changes that come with that though but I don't think we're going to be scared to like be communication and. Be-
2: but, but but what but what about the financial aspect of this? I mean, th- there are reports today that, that we may be looking at not a recession. I think that's a given at this point, but literally a depression. Okay, who's buying Miami Heat tickets in a depression? Okay, I mean, <laughs> what like I mean, right? I
3: mean, uh, these arenas and, and are, are, are going to be are, empty, aren't they? down here is based on service. Our economy is based on what? What is our, econ- we our economy? Our economy is based. based economy. It's a it's totally
2: service-based economy. Pretty it's much everybody I know down here is out of work.
4: Some of that I disagree with, though, Ethan. Because if you look at if you look at ticket sales, like most most of the seats, at least the good seats, are brought up by by corporate companies companies and corporations
2: okay but those corpor- um, those corporations though Parrish, like a lot of those corporations are not going to exist or they're going to exist in a different form or yes. uh, one of the one of the things we saw after the financial crisis not even going back to 9-11 we've got in a couple more minutes here but we saw after the financial crisis if you remember when bush t- when obama took over bush's you know the mess that occurred under bush whether it was bush's mess or not and remember that there were some comments that obama made about going to vegas and remember what that did to Vegas? Like, because, you know, basically it was like, how could people go going and partying, having corporate events in Vegas? while well, you know, a lot of them were banks that helped crash the economy here. And, and the way that that chilled Vegas for basically two or three years. Like, I, I think that there's, there's going to be, I mean, there's going to be a lot of resentment against corporations, particularly if they all get bailed out at the expense of the people, which is what's being debated right now on the Senate. And like, so corporations are going to spend their extra money on floor seats at a Laker game. I don't know, man, like that's going to look bad.
4: Like, I, mean, I don't, I don't think, I think what, was it, what hotel, Um, I, I don't know what chain it was I don't, and I know we're getting close to time, but when their hotel chain that said his, the CEO wasn't going to take a salary for
3: the rest of the year or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, and, they
2: all uh, said that. Well, they all said whatever, that during the financial he, crisis not, too. And
3: you know, he has I, options that, that pay him out way more than his salary does. Right. They play these semantic games, these semantic games, like, but you're right, Paris, like, people are going to But well, what you're saying is people are going to be more wary of where they spend that income. And, and you know, listen, that's fine. Like, we need an – like, I, I'm not trying to get into – We do, but that
2: affects the business of basketball. If we're just – if we're a basketball podcast – I'm not saying this is the most important thing, Alf, but if we're a basketball podcast, and, Alf, and we're talking about how much money is going to be available – like in terms of revenue, if people are not buying the t-shirts for extra money, if they're not, they don't want to go spend uh, 10 bucks on a hot dog. Okay. They but aren't don't they still want... watching the games? Well, but that's the TV. Okay. And so the ratings may go up somewhat and you may be able to get more out of the TV contract. I we'll have to look at how long this, this TV contract goes to and what the guarantees are. But like, yes, the television product will probably still do well, particularly if people <laughs> are in the house, but the, the product in the, in the arena or in terms of how full the arena is going to be I do think that there's going to be a chilling effect. I, and I don't think it's one year. I think this is if the economy's going where it looks like it's going you're looking at 30% unemployment. Nobody's buying I mean heat. T- nobody's buying Knicks tickets, okay? Nobody's buying Hawks tickets. I mean that's that's stuff. Nobody is going buys Hawks
4: tickets
3: anyway.
2: So I know I mean, but there's like 10 teams <laughs> in the league that struggle to get attendance as it is.
4: No, you're right though. Attendance I think attendance to places uh, and as a uh, my my business my industry is entertainment uh so like it, it's not good but i think you're right that is going to change dramatically
3: yeah, my kinda, business my business counts on women not buying weaves so i think i'm fine <laughs> i don't have a
2: business wigs i just have and, you guys wigs just,
3: and weaves are expensive as shit so just buy more natural hair care products
2: i, I was talking Alpha we got to go and i was talking our uh but to, to to a certain attorney friend of mine who, who I've referred to you before who, who happens to somehow have heat floor seats with my money. Um, and, uh, and, and and he was saying tonight that everybody – he was telling me that everybody uh, is telling him there's, he's going to have so much business because of, you know, the, all the divorces that are going to be coming because people have to live with each other and actually meet their spouse. But he was saying, but there's not going to be anybody who can actually pay for a divorce attorney because nobody's going to have any money left. I mean, that's basically – that's basically where we're headed. All right. Check out light-skinned opinions for more of these guys. Uh, check out everything else I do for more of me. Go to 5ReasonsSports.com. 5ReasonsSports.com. The code is MissSports5. Miss Sports 5 Three S's in the middle. We have some models now actually modeling our shirts who look a lot better than we do. And they're 15% off all week. All of our heat shirts. Okay? Have a good night.